Ketubotav Kof Aleph. We were last discussing the Mishnah at the bottom of Kof Amudbet, talking about a Mimayanet Shinya Ailonit. Do not have a Ketuba. And the Rav had in his Mishnah, instead of the word Mimayanet, Ketana, who got divorced. And Shmuel had it Mimayanet, doesn't have a Ketuba. And Shmuel explained his reason. And we said, uh, Shmuel, we, everything you just said was a Braita. And we said, no, there was a Hidush in Shmuel's words. He taught us that Mema'enet does not have to wait three months before marrying someone else. And with that, we're starting Kof Aleph Amud Aleph, seven lines in, where it says, Lema Ketana'e. It sounds like the Mahloket of Rav and Shmuel is Mahloket Tana'im. The Braita says, Rebili Aizir Omer, if Ketana was Mekadesh herself, in Maase, Ketana Klum, whatever she did, it was nothing, not even Midrabanan. Ve'en Ba'ala, Zakai, B'mtziatan, if she found something, her husband doesn't get to have it. Ve'lo B'maase, Adian, if she works, her husband doesn't get to take that money. Ve'lo B'afarat, Nidra'ea, he can't even annul her vows. Ve'eno Yoroshan, if she dies, he doesn't inherit her money. Ve'eno Metamelan, if he's a Kohen, he, he cannot go to the cemetery and beat him after for her and bury her. Kalo Shel Davar, the bottom line rule is, she is not his wife for anything. The only thing is that she needs a mi'un. She needs to protest the marriage because if they just stay married to each other after she becomes a gdola, then she would be considered his wife. Rabbi Omer, klum. The ma'aseh of a ketana, the kiddushin that she did, counts for something midrabanan. And therefore, if she finds something, the husband gets it. Then if she works, the husband gets the, the money. And he can annul her vows. If he inherits her. And if he's a Kohen and she dies, he has to bury her. Rabbi Yoshua's rule is that she's his wife for everything. Rather, just if she, has to, if she wants to leave him, she doesn't need a get. She just needs a mi'un. So let's say Rav who held that the Kiddush doesn't is nothing. He holds that Kribi Le'ezer. And Shumuel who holds that the Kiddush works, the Gemara says no. Everyone agrees according to Kribi Le'ezer that whatever Ketana did is nothing. And Shumuel holds that she does get a Ketubah. He does not hold that Kribi Le'ezer. Keep Where's the Mahalakit of Rav and Shmuel? It's according to Rabbi Yeshua. Shmuel held Kerebi Yeshua that whatever Ketana does actually counts, and that's why he has to give her a get, he has to give her a ketubah. The Rav, he'll explain to you, the only reason he that Rabbi Yeshua held that Kedushek Ketana counts is that's her stuff going to him, her wages, he gets to null her vows, because if I don't have control over her, then I don't want to marry her. But things that I have to give her, the man has to give the woman, the little ktana, then lo. Even Rabbi Yisrael would agree that her kiddushin doesn't stand. And therefore he would not have to give a, 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 a ketubah. And that's the way Rav holds in Rabbi Yisrael. Next, we learn the Mishnah Velo Belaot that the husband doesn't have to give back in this type of case where she protested the marriage, or if it's a, uh, or it's an ilonit, we said that if he if she brought any clothing so he could wear, let's say he wore suits that she brought into the dowry, he doesn't have to give it back, even if it's worn out. And 
you told us in the name of Shmuel, when do we say that she doesn't get uh, and back the worn out clothing? That's Ela Nikse Milog. Nikse Milog, the exact definition is um, land or assets that she brought into the marriage. She never wrote in the Ketubah. He never accepted upon himself any responsibility. Just the principle of it, it belongs to the woman. He's allowed to enjoy the fruits. So in that type of case, she doesn't get the, the bilaot, the worn-out clothing. But when it comes to assets that are tzon bazel, that are iron-clad, and the exact definition to nechset tzon bazel is, that's assets that she brought in with, to, with her dowry. She wrote it in the ketubah. He accepted upon himself responsibility that if they go down in price, he's going to give it back to her at the same price. So when it comes to Nikset Son Bazel, Itla, she does get back those Belaot. So Havi Barav Papa Papa has a question. Oh, yeah, what's it going on? Which one of the three women? Let's say one say it's going on the Mima in it. Well, you can't say that because if the Belaot are still around, she should be able to take whether it's Son Brazil or Nikhsemilog, she should be able to take it because now the, the whole marriage was annulled. Everything goes back to her. And if they're not around, she threw them out because the guy warned them, uh, wore them out. Then she can't take anything else because the husband can say, in regards to the Tzon Barzel, I had permission to use it. And even though I, in the Ketubat says I have to pay it back, that's only if I divorce her or I die. Here, she's the one walking out. I don't have to give her back the, the worn-out clothing. And if it's a Nikhsem Milog, even though he used it without permission, still, that's the reason, he could say that's the reason I got married. I could use the clothing that she brought in. And if she walks out on her own, that's her problem, not mine. Also, it can't be going on in it. Ela Ailonit, maybe it's going on Ailonit. Well, if the Bilaot are still around, even the Idi Shakla, she should be able to take it, right? Because he's divorcing her, so she should get it back. And if they're not around, then the opposite, that the log that are still hers, then he was not allowed to use them. She gets it. However, where he had permission to use it, well, Letla, she shouldn't, uh, she shouldn't uh, get it back. Because he could always say, listen, I had permission to use this Nikset Son Bazel, these clothing, and I, I would have paid her back. I would have taken responsibility in a normal case, but if, had I known that she's a Ailonit, I would never have taken responsibility. So then, again, why did Shmuel say, or at least what was he talking about when he said that she does not get Belaot in Nikset but she does get in Son Bazel? So Ella, we have to be talking about Ashniya. We're talking about the relative that is assumed the Rabbanan. Rabbanan Hachamim find her in what what is supposed to go to him, and it find him what's supposed to go to her. Meaning, technically, she's allowed to take Nichsemilog because the husband used it to Tatrashut, and not Tson Brazil because of there he had permission to use it. But the problem is, since they got married in sin, this is Hachamim said it's not not allowed. Therefore, Hachamim find her kansura banan ledida to this shenya that she cannot take uh, whatever belongs from him. Meaning, she can't take her ktuba, mezonot, the uh, blaot, everything. Right? Uldide, and they find him that he cannot take what uh, coming from her. Meaning, uldide bedida, which means the blaot. Of Tzon Barzel, which he technically was allowed to use, 
and therefore he has to give her back. So she doesn't get a ketubah, he doesn't get the belaot, and that's a fine with the Rabbanan. So now, when the Mishnah said velo belaot, when it comes to mima'enet and ailonit, the perush is, if they're not around, she doesn't get anything. And when it comes to the shniya, she doesn't get belaot from nichse milog, but she does get from nichse tzon brazil. That's the way to explain it. And Amar Shimi Barashesh Mami Namid Rav Kahana, what you learn from Rav Kahana said in the name of Shmuel, that she doesn't get the Bela'ot from Nechsemi Log, but she does get from Tzon Brazil. Aile Leglima, if she brought in a suit to the marriage, Kana Haver, it's considered the principle. In order to make everything kosher, what we tell them to do is take that suit, sell it, buy land, and the husband can eat the fruits of that. And we don't tell him to wear it until he ruins it. So we see from here, he's not allowed to use the principle. The Gemara has a question, but then the Nachman said that the suit is considered fruits, and he is allowed to use it. My answer is, you're right, Rav Nachman argues on Rav Kahana. Next, we learned in the Mishnah that the Mimainet Shniya Ilonit En Lahin Ketuba. They don't have a Ketuba. So Amash Mu'eloshanu Elam Mane Matayim. That's only if it's the 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 base of the Ketuba, which is Mane Matayim. That's a Hayuv Betin, and the Hachamim were not Metaken Ketuba for this type of situation. Aval Tosefet Yesh Lahin. But they do have that extra because that the husband added on his own. So the reason he did it is because. Chibat uh, bi'ad, the affection of them being together. That's the reason he added. Okay, that you have to add. That uh, that's on you. That's not mitzad rabbanim. Whatever hachamim said, you have to give. Then you have to give. There's no way around it. And Tanya Nemiachi, we have a brayta like that. Nashim sheamru hachamim, the woman that hachamim said en leim ktuba, kegon like the hamemainet v'chavrotei and like the other her friends, meaning the sheniyan that I don't need. En leim maneum matayim. They don't have the base one hundred, two hundred. About tosef, but extra they do have. However, nashim sheamru hachamim yotzot shalom ktuba. When hachamim said a woman walks out without a ktuba, kegon. For example, oberet al dat. If a woman goes against religion, we talked about on the fine bed v'chavrotei and all those uh, with her. The lady has too many vows, or she has wounds on her, or she curses. Uh, his parents, they don't have the extra tosefet, and of course she doesn't get that base 100, 200. Let's say there's one on the street that she was mezana, and she had this bad name on her. She takes what's in front of her, according to Rashi, according to the Ran, that's Nechsem Milog, but according to the Reef and other Rishonim, it's even Son Brazil, but she takes whatever's in front of her. And this helps Rav Huna, this Brayta, the Amar Rav Huna, a woman zinta lohipsida bilaute kayamim. A woman who's mezana, she doesn't lose the worn out clothing that are still around. Tane tana kame de Rav Nachman, tana to in front of Rav Nachman. Zinta ifsida bilaute kayamim. If she was mezana, she lost the worn out clothing that are even if they're still around. And Amar le, and Rav Nachman told that tana imhi zinta kedeh mezanai. If she did the znut, did her kelim, did her those clothing. Did they do this nut with her? Meaning, why should she lose it? Rather, Rather, you have to explain, in your, at least you have to be goddess in, your, in the Braita that you brought, that she did not lose the worn-out clothing that are still around. And Amara Baba Rahana, Amara Biyohanan, that Braita that said that if a woman is mezana, she lost the, the, the worn-out clothing, that's the very Bimenachem setimta. That's the Bimenachem. That's what he holds. They argue in Hachamim. She did not lose the worn-out clothing that are still around. 
Next, we learned in the Mishnah, if he knew that she was an Ailonit when they got married, then she has a Ketubah. And Amaravuna, Ailonit, is an Isha ve'ena Isha. Sometimes she's like a wife and she gets a Ketubah, sometimes she does not. Almana is an Isha Gemura, she always gets a Ketubah. And Ravuna explains, Ailonit is an Isha ve'ena Isha. Depends, Hikirba, yesh la Ketubah. If he knew about this before the marriage, then she gets a Ketubah. Lo Hikirba, but if he didn't, she did a good job hiding it. Then in la Ketubah, then she doesn't get a Ketubah. Almana is an Isha Gemura, meaning... Ben Kirba, Ben Loi Kirba, whether he knew about it or not, that she was previously married and uh, her husband died. And let's say he's a Kohen and it's a problem, whether he knew about it or not. Well, you should have done your due diligence. You should have checked this out. This one was easy to check out. Therefore, she does have a Ketubah. Now, that's Ravuna. In both cases, they're, they're, they're a woman and not a woman, meaning they could get a ketubah, could not. He kirba, if he knew about uh, that she's an Ailonit or an Almana, then he shlak So you got married, you knew about this, then fine, you give her a ketubah. But if you didn't know about this, and la ketubah, the whole marriage was a mistake, and therefore you don't get a ketubah. So now, the Gemara has a problem with Ravuna. We learned that a Kohen Gadol, let's say he married a woman, knowing that she's an Almana, and instead she can, and she is an Almana, she does get a ketubah. But if, let's say, he married her not knowing she's an almana, she does not get a ketubah. It was a mistake. So how could Ravuna say that an almana always gets a ketubah? So Ravuna explains, No, you shouldn't explain. You shouldn't be medayek from the braita that if he didn't uh, check into this, she does not get a ketubah. You should, rather, you should explain that if he married her with the hazaka that she's not an almana and then she's an, uh, then when he said she he can and then we found that she is an almana and at that point in laktuba because she tricked them about stama my what would be the halacha of stam he didn't he didn't check into it he didn't ask her any questions itla does she have a ketubah if that's the case at the tane then if that's the case if you're already writing he can he can that if he that he he married her that she's an almana and she ended up being an almana she gets a ketubah why do you have to go through all that uh, specific? Opposite, the Shema'inan, Stama. Just teach us in the Braita a Stam case where he didn't look into it. All the more so case where he knew about it uh, before that. Meaning if the Stam case where he didn't ask any questions, she gets a Ketubah. And all the more so when he specifically asked about it and he knew about it, of course uh, he should get, he should, she should get a Ketubah. And here's another question on Ravuna. Tane, we have another Braita that says, Kenasa be'adua, ve'nimtzad be'adua. Let's say the Kohen Gadol married a woman th- knowing that she's an almana and she ended up being an almana. Yesh la she does have a ketubah, Kenasa stam. But if he got married to her stam, he didn't ask any questions and, and then he found out that she's an almana. And la she does not have. And that's Tiuftad Ravuna. It goes against Ravuna. So the, the Gemara explains, Ravuna matnitina ta'ite. He made a mistake with the language of the Mishnah. Who Savar? He he understood that when the Mishnah started talking about the difference between an Ailonit that we knew before, we didn't know before, and he never mentioned anything about knowing about an Almana before or after. So he understood that an Almana, even Stam, even if he didn't know about it, didn't ask any questions, she also has a Ketubah. It's not true. 
when we mentioned the case of an almana, it was aplukta dailonitka. It was going on the same machloket with the ailonit, meaning whatever the case was with the ailonit, it was also the same case with an almana. Hadran alach almana nizonit, and now we're starting the twelfth pair of masachet ketubot hanoseit aisha. So a person married a woman, and she has a daughter from a previous marriage. And part of the agreement was that this new husband is going to feed her daughter from previous marriage for five years. He has to feed this daughter for the next five years, like the condition was set. Now, let's say say they got divorced within those five years, and she got married to someone else, and she also uh, set a deal with this third husband that uh, he was going to feed her daughter, for five years. Um, That first husband has to continue feeding that girl also five years. And lo yomar harishon azuna. The first husband, he can't say, "Oh, when she comes to me, then I'll give her the food." Meaning, it's not just because you marry thing. Rather, you have to take the food to this girl, no matter where her mother is, even if she's by a third or fourth husband. Same thing, the first and second husband, they can't say, we're going to put in the money together and feed her at the same time. One of them has to give the food, the other one has to give her the money for the food. Niset, let's say this daughter now gets married. Well, Baal, not ten la mezonot. Her husband has to now give her mezonot, but still, vehenot nin la de me mezonot. This first husband, second husband, they have to give her the money for the mezonot, meaning their obligation doesn't stop once she gets married, even. Metu, let's say these the, the husband number one, two, let's say they died. Benotehen izonot min chasim benechorin. His biological daughters, they get their food from free land, land that is not uh, lean to any ktubah. and this first daughter, even even from lean land, so if land was sold, she can even pull it out. Because she is now like a creditor, and she's the, she's owed this uh, this money or this food. So hapikhim. So smart people who are marrying a woman who has a daughter from a previous marriage and they have to feed her for five years and they don't want to do that if they get divorced. They would add a clause into that line. I'll feed your daughter for five years as long as you're with me. Meaning if you die, if uh, you get divorced, and I don't have an obligation. And the Gemara starts, Itmar. It was said, If a person tells friend, I owe you a maneh, Rabbi Yochanan Amar Hayav. Rabbi Yochanan said he has to give him maner. Vishlakish Amar Patur. He doesn't have to give him. So Hechidami, what exactly is going on? Ida Amar Lehu Atem Aidai. If he told them that you are my witnesses, then my Tamad Rishlakish the Kapatar. Then, then why is Rishlakish saying Patur? He there was witnesses. He admitted in front of witnesses. He should be. He should be Hayav. If he did not tell Aidim, you are my witnesses, come and testify, then why is Rabbi Hanan obligating the man to pay if there's no witnesses? So the Gemara explains, Now we're talking about a situation where he did not tell witnesses, you are my witnesses. What are we dealing with here? What are we dealing with here? 
I O U Amane, but he wrote that in a shtar. Now he didn't write his name on it. He didn't sign it. He just wrote I O U. The only thing we know about this contract is that this is his handwriting. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Hayav. He has to pay because Alima Miltad Shtarah because the contract is so strong. It's as if he said Kemande Amar Dehu Atem Adim Dami. It's as if he told the people that you're my witnesses because this is your handwriting and you're admitting to it. Because he does not hold that the, the, the words of or his handwriting in the contract is that strong as if he has witnesses. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.